Hello out there. You found your way to Epsilon Radio's archive. Remember that we're broadcasting every day live from Epsilon in Vesterbro, Copenhagen. You can find us live broadcasting on EpsilonCPH.dk. Just click the radio button at the top right of the page. Or you can now download our Google Play app in your app store. You can also check out our other programming and channels and podcasts on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts and, of course, Spotify. If you want to be in touch with us, please give us a call. 5023-8602. Plus 45 is the area code for Denmark, so keep that in mind. Or write to us at radio at epsiloncph.dk. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this evening's session of life drawing croquis, croquis from home, however you want to, whichever language you want to use, uh, the language of understanding the human body is something we are all trying to do. I'm your host, uh, as per usual, Brandon Shell, the uh, program director here at Epson Radio. Thank you for continuously joining us. Um, what you've just listened to, uh, if you're listening to this as it, on its original air date, is um, Critique Klassen, which is a group of students from the Royal Danish Academy, one of which Theodore, who has his own uh, gallery here in Copenhagen uh, or art space, and uh, two of his colleagues at the university giving their opinion on uh, contemporary art. What you're listening to now is Croquis from Home, and what you will listen to directly after this is Artists in Residency. So we've cut out a pretty good block of uh, art, contemporary art content for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. This one is one that you actively participate in. This is Life Drawing. Uh, we spent the last episodes uh, or the last sessions speaking with visual artists and illustrators, and I got the idea that we can just as easily just as easily speak to a model who does life drawing and uh, has does a session all the time and uh, what she does, what she takes into her practice as, as the model, what she thinks about, what she likes you as the uh, illustrator to do. Um, it is a recorded phone call, so unfortunately the sound is what it is. It's a bit flatter than, than when I'm live in the studio uh, like now. But uh, just bear with us. Um, is some really good pertinent information in there. And uh, in one second, I'll turn it. We'll go into the interview. Uh, we'll, we'll give instructions on how to get ready, how to get the model ready. And that will last a half hour. And directly after that, um, as per usual, I will take the class over and I will get us through the hour. All right. So without further ado, uh, our guest today was uh, what if we fly underscore model who you can find on Instagram. And her name is Maria. Okay, uh, so welcome to the class, and uh, I'll turn over to the phone call in one second, two, one. This timing is crazy. Anyway, see you soon. Um, so initially, when I'm first starting with an artist, I always like to have a connection with them. So I'll just do some light chatter. Um, some sessions, they can be run in silence once they start. So it's just nice to have a verbal connection. And if your pose is facing you, then I'm very smiley as a model, but that certainly breaks down any uneasiness. Um, you can't necessarily keep a smile for the whole pose but it just lightens that atmosphere and builds a connection between the model and the artist. So it's always nice if you can. And how do you, um, 
prepare, like as the model, you when you first uh, come in the room, are there stretches that you do before you start posing? Or um, so typically, I will have practiced the poses um, beforehand. And I'll have a little list just in case my mind goes into free fall. I very, very rarely need to look at it, but it's more just writing it down. But yeah, as you say, just a few yoga stretches to limber up and, uh, and then I'll settle in. And when I'm structuring my pose list, um, if I'm coming up with my own poses, then I would typically structure standing poses and then seated and then lying. And being conscious of the more tricky ones at the beginning while I've got energy and then easier ones towards the end as the energy saps during the session. So you prepare before you, so you kind of think about the poses before, um, before you go in the room. What, like, what do you write down? Like, how do you describe the poses? Do you? Um, so if it depends on the theme so at the moment online um, I do a lot of online life modeling and it tends to be theme based so I like to have an idea and work through um, for example if it's a yoga one then I will have different yoga poses and I write them down such as down dog or shoulder bridge or um, you know thigh stretch and then that means that if I do another yoga session another week, then I make sure that they're different. So I'm always giving a little bit of variety. And if one week I've done a lot of back poses, then I'll know the next week, or oh, it'd be good to do some more front or some more side. So it's a way for me to keep track of what poses I'm doing and ensure that I'm being providing a variety for the artists because I get quite a few regulars come to see me so I'm always conscious to give them something new <laughs> and, um, and you're currently doing most of them online is it through zoom or yeah so the vast majority of my work is online just because of covid I am in, in a hugely fortunate position being on the Isle of Man, that our COVID restrictions got lifted on Monday. So I'm doing my first in-life class tomorrow evening, uh, Wednesday evening. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a huge, huge novelty. Usually it's all online. Were you, were you, doing, some po were you doing some life drawing online before COVID or did COVID kind of drive you to move it on? Oh, on? Yeah, it, it just drove uh, you? Yeah, okay. Yeah, completely. I started, um, I was doing it in real life and in March decided to do some clothed um, ones on Facebook, little free ones just to keep the creativity alive. And then the whole Zoom thing just exploded. And I would say from about April time, I've been doing regular sessions on Zoom and it's just becoming bigger and bigger. Um, so it's wonderfully creative, um, working with artists and groups all over the world. And um, do you have a, is your background in some type of uh, choreography or theatre or is it just, how did you get into uh, life drawing? Um, I was very lucky. Um, I don't have a background um, in any dance or, or theatre. It's actually, my background's in environmental sciences. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I've always been quite creative. So I used to run an art gallery 
and I used to do photography modeling as well and a lot of aerial sports, hence my name. So I did hoop um, and pole fitness and also acro yoga. And it's just being aware of your body. And when I was doing a photography shoot, the photographer happened to be a art group um, organizer and asked me to model for his art group. And I absolutely loved it and thus started my own little sessions. And it spiraled from there. And how, how long ago was that? Uh, so it was only in March. It's only from uh, lockdown that I've been doing live modeling. Before that, it was it was principally um, photography modeling. And I must say, I personally prefer live modeling. It's such a wonderful community and very, very creative. Um, it feels more of a partnership. Um, so, guys, you got. Uh, we're going to continue talking. You got two minutes before the first of the uh, five two-minute poses, and uh, Maria is going to stay with us. Uh, what if we fly underscore model? If you guys want to find um, her work uh, on Instagram, um, and then you mentioned uh, yoga. Is that like a common? Do people ask for yoga poses a lot? It, um, um. Is that the most popular session you do? Um, it's it's not. The reason I do yoga, um, so I'm actually training to be a Pilates teacher, but I would say that yoga and Pilates lend themselves very well because it's strong shapes. And especially for beginners, when I do my beginners class um, on a Tuesday, again, I'm trying to create strong shapes for the artists like triangles or rectangles with my body so that they have some nice clear lines to draw. And yoga helps with that. You know, a down dog um, is a, a big triangle. And I, I can use that as a, as a basis for my poses. And there's so many variants of pose that I can do. So it was just a natural theme for me to choose. All right. And then um, I'm going to ask the next question and then don't answer because the students need to, get, <laughs> need to start drawing. Um, how long can you hold a yoga? Like, so let's take, I guess there's plenty of yoga poses and some of them are, uh, more easy to hold than others. Uh, so I'll just start naming them. So like downward dog, is that some, is that a two minute pose? Is it a five minute pose? Is it, how, how long do you usually hold something like downward dog? Okay. Um. All right, guys, the first pose has started. Uh, and we have five of them, and they're two minutes each. I'll keep track of the time while I'm talking to Maria. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so a downward dog, that's a tricky one. Um, so I can hold it max 10 minutes. Um, it's Yeah, it's a long time, and I really do feel it in my legs. <laughs> um, I would say most of the yoga poses, um, if it's a like a warrior or something like that, then you're looking at short poses, five to 10 minutes, absolute tops. Um, some of the stretches that are more linked to, I would say, Pilates, um, those are fine. You know, you can hold those 15, 20, even half an hour because it's just a light stretch. Um, so I try and do a little mix of the more dynamic poses. There is a pose called the crow which, and you'll spot on my Instagram, uh, I've 
built that up to balancing it for a minute now <laughs> and I think I, I try and do it at the end of a session just in case I fall out but it's a tricky one <laughs> okay and um when you first started what what were like kind of the first um I don't know tricks you learned or problems you faced because um as far as holding the position or yeah what was that like um, the first time I think the first time is it's not being too um, overambitious with your poses. So there is uh, an inclination to be uh, perhaps knotted or tricky or unusual poses, you know, and to contort your body into a, an unusual shape. And those uh, are obviously interesting to draw, but very difficult to hold um, well for a long time. So it was building my body up and getting it used to holding poses, what it could do and what it couldn't do. And again, that's why I like personally to practice so that I know this one's absolutely fine for five minutes, but it starts to get shaky at seven minutes. So it's just, you know, getting to know my body. Um, in terms of online, it was more the having a good internet connection, learning what you can do on Zoom and what so what works well and what doesn't, and exploring those options. So Zoom is really good for close-ups and for shortening really unusual angles. Um, but yeah, what, it, it's uh, got its. You said uh, the things that didn't work. What were like one or two things that didn't work that the students should avoid, avoid uh, if they're going to draw from Zoom or, or model from Zoom, excuse me? Yeah, so if you're modeling from Zoom, really you, you have to be conscious of where your body is in the frame of the camera. So unless you're particularly doing a close-up, then you need to make sure that all of your body is in the frame of the camera and that you're not missing a toe out the side but equally you want your body to fill as much of the camera as you can so that the artist has as much detail to draw from and then also you're thinking about the light um, so you mentioned at the beginning having a nice strong single light source um, You've got to be aware that sometimes the camera adjusts for that. Um, so you don't want it flickering in and out. It's got to be a constant light. Um, and your internet has got to be solid. <laughs> the worst thing would be for it to drop off mid-session. That would be a nightmare. Um, so, yeah, little things like that. And um, where does your mind go when you're when you're sitting in place for five, 10 minutes, sometimes 20 minutes or longer. What do you think about? How do you, do you concentrate? Do you let your mind drift? Um, yeah, what? If it's a short pose, um, then I'll be concentrating on holding um, the point in my toe or making sure that the muscle is flexed um, so that they get that extra definition. If it's a longer pose, then honestly, my mind can go anywhere. It might be doing the shopping list. It might be wondering what the dogs are up to. Um, occasionally, I'll, I'll really settle into it and I'll just meditate. And it can be lovely to just spend 20 minutes focusing on my breath 
and and disappear. If the group leaves their sound on, I very much enjoy listening to the sounds of the pencils and the pastels, especially um, the artists at work. That's lovely to to sort of zone in on. And um, why why pastels over pencils? Like, what what sound do the pastels make? I mean. Not that you have to audibly say it. I I don't know. It's just that that sort of light, scratchy sound. And I know that they might be doing a big sweep with the pastel, and you can hear that. Um, Whereas a pencil is a little more scratchy. Um, So I just love that big sweep sound. It it sounds like they're being very expressive um, in their their drawing. And then um, we had, uh, okay, let me just signal. So guys, this is, I've been bringing the keys while we go along, but just so you guys know, we have uh, two more of the two-minute poses and then a break. Um, and I'm going to just continue talking to Maria. Do you, this is a, a, a weird, easy one, but uh, do you like looking at the, the pictures once they're drawn, or is that something you avoid, or...? Absolutely love it. It's my favorite bit. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. And I know some people are, are very nervous to show their work. Um, but whether you're a complete beginner or, you know, in a, a gallery um, exhibiting widely, I just appreciate so much seeing, um, yeah, seeing their minds at work. And every single piece will be different. So one pose can create just innumerable numbers of works and different interpretations, and I, I absolutely love it. Do you, when you, uh, when you see them, do you, do you automatically have to say you like them, or do you give tips, or do you just, yeah, what? Um, I'm usually just beaming because I'll be looking into the camera and swiping across um, the gallery view in Zoom and just looking at all these little ones, these little drawings that people are holding up. And uh, I can't help but enthuse. So I'll just be (laughs) literally going, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I love the colors. I love that mischievous smile you've drawn or you've really caught that. Um, I don't give tips um, only because I can't draw for toffee. I'm a complete (laughs) beginner. Um, So I I would never give a tip. Um, But I just appreciate, you know, if somebody uses a blue crayon instead of um, a grey pencil, it can make a big difference. And I'm like, oh, wow, you chose to use that and it works so well. Or, Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, did you ever draw yourself? Did you, did you ever, I've, do you ever draw I did yourself? Yeah. So I did at school and then like a lot of people just left it. And I've actually started drawing during lockdown very recently with my beginner class, um, just to start and be accountable to them. So we're all learning together. And I have a very scribbly style, a very loose, almost cartoony style. Um, but it's fun to do because if people are nervous of, oh, I've done such a bad representation of you, then I just show them 
my drawing of me and it puts them completely at ease because my drawing is so funnily ridiculous and looks nothing like me. <laughs> That's good. And then um, when you're drawing yourself, are you drawing yourself in the mirror? Um, when, um, no, doing- I take photographs so again part of my prep work maybe I over prep but I take reference photos um, to remind me for classes of poses that I'm going to do or poses that I like and then I can use them to draw from myself or if artists are doing an oil painting and just need more time then I can um, provide that reference photo for them um, to draw from. We've got, uh, guys, you got 30 seconds to go on this last gesture drawing, and um, we're going to take, you guys are going to take a five-minute break after that. I'm going to keep talking to Maria. Um, what should, if if right now, if the model is in the room and the person drawing, what can the person drawing do for the model, like in this five-minute break to, uh, I don't know, help the model out? Um, so... The breaks are a tricky one because uh, if they're over Zoom, then typically we'd just be sharing, um, looking at the works. Make sure they're warm. Um, I personally dehydrate, so I don't have anything to drink um, <laughs> just for fear of going to the toilet um, mid-pose. Um, but, yeah, just check they're comfortable, have a nice little conversation, a chit-chat. If they want to stretch their legs, they might just want to walk around the room or just pull a few stretches um, <laughs> if they've got some uh, aches and pains. Um but my sessions are always very informal. I think that's it's nice to be casual and uh, relaxed so that you're both comfortable with each other. Um, just check that they are happy um, with the pose. And, the, and as a model, I would check that they're ha- the artist is happy, um, ask how they're doing. Um, and yeah, yeah, just collaborate like that. Just talk. Yeah. And um, so now we're moving into uh, a bit of the longer poses, like five minutes and then one 20-minute pose. And you mentioned earlier that these are maybe the ones that you would begin maybe sitting or lying down. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a suggestion for like seated poses that work well? Because you don't do so much sitting in Pilates and, and yoga. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I typically... When I'm working on Zoom, I'll sit on the floor rather than a chair. And that allows me to, again, give more of my body into the screen. Um, If you sit on a chair, then it just means that your body is smaller in the frame because they've obviously got to include the chair. Uh, So that's my preference. Um, And remembering as well to just rotate so that if you've got a a seated position but you're on an angle so you've got the side hip rather than front on it can just be a little bit more interesting and people love to sit um typically they love that back pose where you're just sat cross-legged but from the back that's a lovely beginner pose um but yeah you can do some wonderfully knotted poses um in a seated position Okay, and then uh, one laying down, maybe? One laying down suggestion? So lying down, again, being nice and relaxed. If you're just lying on one side um, with your head crooked into the elbow and your 
um, sort of knees drawn back is a very relaxed pose. I really like for lying down poses, if you've got a bird's eye camera, then you can get almost an ethereal effect drawing from above. And those are wonderful for lying down poses because people aren't used to seeing you from that perspective. And it's quite, an, yeah, it's a lovely experience for the artists. They typically love it. All right, I'm, we're going to, uh, I'm going to keep you. I mean, I'll uh, ring my keys because I think we're going to go through the next break. And um, I've been rushing the end, but now I don't have to rush because I have extra time. But uh, one last uh, tip that I'd like to have, and I'll ring my keys in the middle, in the middle of your answer, so apologies up front. Um, <laughs> uh, returning to the same pose, uh, how do you mark it? What are the tricks to doing that? Like, so... Um, in this class, we do uh, two 10-minute poses at the end, but maybe uh, you mess up the breaks or something and you need to leave and come back to the same pose. What are, what are some tricks for that? Um, so I think it's just being very conscious of where you are in relation to items in the room. For example, I might line myself up with the end of a cupboard or directly under a point um, on the roof and then I would know where my head is um, so little things like that or be very conscious of how I'm holding my hands where my feet are in relation to my knees so quite often if I'm doing a pose if I'm able to I will try and line up my joints so that they are easier to put back into position but equally, I'm very open. You know, if I'm not quite right, I would much rather an artist just say, oh, can you just tweak? You're not quite there. And they're very, you know, it's it's a partnership. They can tweak me until I'm right. I'd rather they did that. But yeah, it's being conscious of your joints and how they're lined up, where your hands, how you're holding your hands, your facial expression. Um just taking a mental note of these little details will make it easier to come back to. And if you've got some big focal points in the room that you can position yourself in line with, um, then that makes it easier as well. Amazing. Amazing advice. Um, <laughs> Maria, thank you so much. That half hour went so fast. Um, or 25 minutes went so fast. Um, thank you so much. Uh, for joining us, do you want to, any last thing you want to say to the students uh, listening at home? Um, I think you've given oh. them enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my absolute pleasure. Um, and I, I'm just so pleased that people are cr still creating because it is a wonderful way of getting through this tricky time. And yeah, just keep drawing, just keep creating. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Maria. If you guys want to, uh, again, I'll give out her Instagram, uh, What If We Fly underscore model. Maria, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> so, that was uh, Maria, What If We Fly underscore model on Instagram. Again, apologize for the uh, sound quality, but I think it was good enough to hear, and there was some. Uh, really pertinent information. So Maria took us uh, through to the second uh, of our five-minute poses, and I'm going to take us through the rest of the class um, for this evening. 
Um, yeah, so uh, Maria uh, brought up uh, some really good points about uh, practicing before she uh, goes on a Zoom call. Um, Maria just started doing the modeling during quarantine before she was doing some photography modeling. Um, she has a background in uh, acrobatics and uh, doing some uh, hula hoop. So also something you can use to inspire your moves. Obviously, if you're doing a hula hoop and you're keeping it up, you can't really um, freeze in position. Uh, but maybe you could pretend to uh, for the person uh, that's drawing you. Um, acrobat, she talked about uh, yoga poses, which is, I think, a lot of people's default. Um, and she gave some really good information about uh, not overstretching your abilities. And if so, um, to do it uh, towards the beginning of the practice, not towards the end. Um, so I think that's also um, good and well said. So, I mean, I can't really add much to what she said. Um, I've never done uh, the modeling part myself, not nude at least. Um, I, uh, I like sometimes when you're in uh, art school, if the model calls in uh, too late, uh, you as the students will have to sit in the middle of the room and model. Um, but then you're usually fully clothed um, and you reluctantly do it. And uh, I guess I remember it happening once. I didn't, I think I ended up doing it at some point. But of course, at first, uh, the professor asked for volunteers and nobody us is all shy uh teenagers and young adults were a bit nervous about doing it um yeah but now we all are nude somewhere on the internet no i'm joking um yeah so uh what can we say i thought about um what i could follow up with for this specific episode and uh the only Again, as we've mentioned before, the libraries are closed, so I don't have access to new information, really, unless I want to go on the Internet. And there's something, uh, I guess I'm a bit dated in that way, that when I want pertinent information, I still, for some reason, depend on uh, something printed out. Uh, even though I research things on Wikipedia, as we all do all the time, there's still something about, like, uh, maybe it's just with art. And uh, the printed page is still a bit better than the digital screen, even though you can zoom and even though you can like do high quality. Uh, there's something better about uh, a bad print of a piece of art in a, in a book than a great detailed uh, version uh, on a computer screen for me. Um, so I haven't been so motivated to do a deep dive on the internet also it doesn't feel as much like discovery uh when you do it on the internet um yeah so that should be uh a five minute pose and if i've calculated correctly uh we have another five minute pose here and then we have a, a break and then we do our two last poses all right Actually, I just did the math in my head. Um, this is mostly math. So we have, excuse me, this is the second of the five-minute poses. Apologies. And then we'll have two more five-minute poses. 
a break and then either two 10 minute poses or one long 20 minute pose. So I was thinking about photography because uh, that's uh, what Marie Maria said she did last. And the uh, the only photographer that came to mind off the top of my head was obviously Maplethorpe. But then there was uh, Helmut Newton. Um, and Helmut Newton uh, was a Americ- popular popular in America by way of Germany. And uh, in Berlin, there's the Helmut Newton Museum. Um, and I was a bit torn about whether to cover Helmut Newton or not in a life drawing class, um, even though he deals with the nude form. Um, and and the reason I was uh, not really, I love his work, so let's clarify that uh, up front. But uh, Helmut Newton uh, worked a lot with fashion photography in the uh, 80s. Um, and he uh, kind of popularized the uh, androgynous uh, female form. Uh, you think of uh, Grace Jones. Um, you think of uh, the uh, the woman in Rocky Four. I can't think of her name at the exact moment. But the reason uh, I hesitate, uh, you probably already figured out, the reason I hesitate to talk about Helmut Newton in a life drawing class is because I think... Uh, by him coming from fashion, there's a preconceived notions of uh, beauty and uh, beauty ideals and what the human form should look like and what is uh, aesthetically pleasing. And even though it was the 80s and and the uh, the idea of uh, androgyny was becoming popular because of uh, models like Grace Jones and uh, and the one who I can't remember her name at the moment. It still is 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 uh, drenched in this kind of uh, beauty ideal in this beauty industry, and there's a lot of uh, uh, baby oil or a lot of shiny uh, filters and a lot of overprocessed photos. And I think, um, in in my personal opinion, that takes away that is not the same as. Uh, as uh, drawing from life uh, with a pen and paper or as you are right now in your home. Um, we're more on the ground. Uh, we're more like accessible. And I don't think it's necessary about finding the beauty um, in the model or finding the uh, perfect picture or drawing the p- perfect picture um, in the same way. Um I feel like when you're life drawing and you're doing these sessions, it's more about the community of these sessions, uh, the camaraderie of the people doing it with you and the trust between you and your model. And that has uh, very little to do with the uh, shapes of the body. And it has more to do um, with the... uh, kind of layman's understanding of of humanity uh in a way um so even though helmut newton is a great photographer um because he is uh coming from the fashion industry um 
I didn't necessarily want to cover him in this uh, class. So with that being said, uh, I'm just going to have to freestyle uh, the rest of this class uh, based on my knowledge. Uh, with that, I'll ring my keys because we're coming to the end of that pose. So we've got two more five-minute poses here on uh, Epsilon Radio. So, I mean, if you guys know a... Uh, and I know there's probably one that I am going to beat myself up for not knowing off the top of my head, but a a, uh, a kind of photographer known specifically for the human figure. Um, and maybe not a contemporary one, but but one from, uh, I'd be interested in one from mid, uh, mid to early uh, 20th century, kind of right when the... Uh, photograph became uh we've we've had photography for a long time so that's uh i made the mistake of misdating uh photography at one point uh in school and got uh, in trouble for it but photography has been been around a long time however it hasn't been readily accessible to um to the multitudes of people or the the, the, the a certain class of people or uh not maybe not a certain class but a certain non uh geek if you if i can use a a very academic term uh forever so um there are uh, some famous uh photographs um throughout history uh all kind of um praised for the way they as we talk about often uh capture shadow um freeze movement um and manipulate light. And uh, if those uh, three things sound familiar to you, um, it's because that's that's what we that's that's what we are after when we're we're uh, doing these uh, life drawing and croquis classes. The difference is is that um, uh, we don't have the 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 benefit of photo uh, sensitivity uh, paper. And film, so we end up. Uh, we have to. We have to do it the old-fashioned way, uh, one line at a time, uh, one brush stroke at a time, one uh, thumb press at a time. For those of you smudging your charcoal and smudging your graphite on the edge of your uh, off-white paper, um, that's the way we have to do it because uh, we we don't have. Uh, we of course we have access to to uh, photography, but we don't. Um, use the photograph um so yeah I'm, I'm interested in you guys giving some some uh informing us as well uh a really fun story uh that i thought was quite interesting and gave me a little boost uh about doing uh the croquis class is uh someone or one of you uh tagged us um uh, i think uh last week or the week before um in a photo that you uh, drew while participating in this class. And uh, to that person, I want to say thank you for sending that over to us. Um, the, the, the purpose of me doing this is not for me to be in the studio like I am now talking to a ball and um, making up uh, just going over art theory. The purpose of it is to let you guys, as much as possible, communicate with each other, communicate with the paper, uh, have a break from the monotony that has become the daily life of living under the current circumstances. Um, that, that the name that shall not be uttered, um, 
that we are all under the reign of at this moment. So yeah, you can, uh, if if you have, um, if you have something and you want to tag us in it, please do or, or send it to us. Uh, radio at epsilon cph dot dk. Um, we have a phone number as well. You're welcome to uh, text us five zero two three eight six zero two. We have grown here at the radio station exponentially. Uh, we have so much new content, really, like so much new content. Um, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. My mouth is dry just talking on the radio all day. But uh, I can tell you that I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And I love that you guys are here with us um, and checking in every once in a while. Um, we've now added some live programming during the day. Um, talk with a, with a bit of music uh, mixed in. My program is music. If you actually want to figure out what music I listen to, uh, you can check out Daylight Savings Time, um, which will be on every afternoon um, live, hopefully, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm also curious to know um, which books, excuse me. So this is the last of the, f- the five-minute poses um, for this session. Um Begin to, for the model, begin to think about the, some of the things Marie, uh, Maria said. Um, taking uh, capacity of your limits. Uh, five minutes is a bit longer than two minutes. So keep that in mind when you're picking a pose. Try to challenge yourself, but not too much. Um, if you haven't before, uh, before the class, thought of poses or tried them out. Uh, stick to the simple ones. Be uh, conscious that they're not uh, too uh, symmetrical. You want them asymmetrical. You want to shift the weight in your hips. Um, you want some uh, movement and motion and uh, movement and motion without movement and motion, which is an art in itself. Uh, so maybe um, what can I maybe I should just take the last part of this class and talk to the model. I'm always talking to the illustrator and the drawer, but I mean, there's always the idea of uh, moving in slow motion. Uh, Think of, uh, you know, that Running Man song and uh, move at that pace. And then when you get somewhere, maybe the artist, uh, while you're doing that, um, says freeze at some point. And then you stay there for as long as possible. And when you can't hold it, uh, you you move along to the next pose. That's always nice. Um, One thing Maria also mentioned, which I think is really cool, is about her communication uh, with the artist as it's a mutually beneficial conversation or that is an ongoing conversation when doing life drawing between the model and the illustrator, especially as you guys are probably right now one-on-one. Of course, in a group setting, there's a somebody like me talking way less, a mentor that uh, is kind of doing the communication for you with the model and kind of read, reading the room and trying to figure out how long the poses should be, where the light should be, according to where a bunch of people are in the room. But the nice thing about, again, about being one-on-one with uh, the model is you can, like, as she mentioned, have this eye contact, have a, a friendly smile um, here and there, not a flirty smile, a friendly one um, to ease the, the tension uh, relax a bit and begin to draw. Um, 
and 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 kind of get in the the zone and uh communication is okay um i think they are there to help you the model is and uh you the way you do that is communication that's how all good relationships and friendships and uh families work communication how many syllables is that communication five simple syllables so let's do this all right five simple simple syllables artist to model communication communication and now you've got an open hand and as i always say just rub that hand together and right on the left side of your cheek uh give it a little smack and wake it up for the last part of this course uh, i just gave myself a bit of smack so i can keep giving you guys my energy through the radio um yeah th start thinking with the left part of your brain um maria also mentioned that she does a lot of uh themed uh themed uh uh, drawing classes, a lot of theme drawing classes. So uh, it's also good for you as the model, maybe suggest some themes based on items that you have. And if you share the same home, uh, I mean, and uh, I just spoke to uh, a gentleman that will be on a future episode uh, before recording this one and uh, who, who Maria works with and they do themed um life drawing sessions and uh and actually maria will model for them uh tomorrow so if you're listening to this on wednesday uh you can find uh, life drawing manchester on instagram and uh maria will be modeling for them uh via zoom uh tomorrow so you can uh check it out there um all right we got 10 seconds before the uh before the model takes a break, starting now. Uh, okay, so five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so five minute break. You guys know what to do. Uh, get that model warm, put their butt on the heater, drink some tea. I should have had tea in here right now because my voice is uh, might be a bit scratchy, um, but hopefully it makes it sound easier to listen to uh easy jazz on epsilon radio uh npr voice um no but uh, seriously get the model warm uh it, the, for the model uh do some stretching uh wiggle your toes wiggle your fingertips uh massage your head a bit uh shake it out uh, you know take it back to grade school do some um some circles some uh, circles some so shoulder circles what were those things called you know you put your arms uh apart and you just kind of circle them back to get warmed up for gym class and then you circle them forward to get warmed up uh you know you then you you take the same two arms and you reach to the opposite foot you come back you reach to the opposite foot do all that i mean it also will help you keep warm we always talk about tea and sitting near the heater but there's also something about jogging in place and 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 stretching i mean you literally do warm up the the blood in your body begins to move faster uh you know energy displaces itself as heat that's my little science you didn't know i knew that um and then you warm up you know well that's that's why humans shiver right you you shiver to keep your body warm uh hopefully you're not shivering uh, I hope that the uh, illustrator or or artist uh, did a better job and has a warmer studio. So hopefully you're not sh shivering. Um, but do what it takes to uh, stay warm.
do what it takes to stay warm. Um, I had a studio uh, when I was living in New York, when I was still uh, doing life drawing. I haven't done, as you guys know by now, if you've been listening, I don't do uh, any drawing anymore or any visual arts anymore. Um, I'm, I uh, took the uh, transition and now I'm doing these things and these radio programs and, and producing all the radio content or, uh, or all the radio content that I'm in charge of for the radio. That is my artistic uh, output right now and probably going forward. I have no desire to uh, pick up a pen and pad again, uh, but I am inspired by you guys picking up a pen and pad or a charcoal and pad or oil pastels or whatever you want to use. Oil pastels are amazing, by the way. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, so we got two minutes left to go uh, in this break. And then we're going to do what we always do. And we're going to take the last 20 minutes of the course. Uh, and you can choose. Uh, I'll ring my uh, keys at the halfway point, which is obviously 10 minutes. Uh, 10 is half of 20. And you can decide to switch positions, which I suggest if you're uncomfortable. Or you can decide to remain in the same position, and that will be a 20-minute long pose. So in the 20-minute long pose, uh, you allow the illustrator to get more details, to uh, sculpt more of the shadows, to make them more nuanced, uh, to erase some of the contour lines that appeared sharp before. Uh, those will become thicker and uh, less, uh, they'll become wider like literally wider, you know, less dark perhaps. Uh, and, and that will allow, you will allow, you as the model will allow them to uh, turn your body and make you more, to make you come off the page uh, and set you out from the uh, background if you, if you are in the foreground. Some of you may have, some of you may have stood behind something else. Um, if you did that, that's fine. They can use the time to uh, make that object in front of you uh, come to the forefront if that's what they choose or or vice versa or make you come to the forefront um, so 30 seconds to go um, in this break the uh, I, there was one uh, uh, answer that I wasn't expecting from Maria I think this the smiling at the uh, at, at the the artist was a nice touch uh, because they are also uncomfortable and uneasy and you letting her as a model, letting the, the artist know that she's okay, makes them okay. Um, the other thing was about uh, her loving uh, all the drawings that people have done of her. Um, so this is the last of the poses. Um, and we got 20 minutes to go in the class. But it was funny um, to talk to Marie about uh, liking uh, the illustrations of her. Uh, I have a good friend uh, who I went to film school with for a really short time. I wasn't in film school very long. And he, uh, at some point in the last 10 years, does life drawing, nude life drawing, the same as we do here. Uh, and he will, from time to time, post uh, pictures of the drawing of himself and uh, Maria does the same thing so if you get to Maria's Instagram um, uh, 
which I should look up again. Might as well while I'm here. We have the time for it, so why not? I just keep saying it out of order in my head, and I just want to double check. I'm s what if we fly? Uh, if you look at uh, Maria's Instagram, it's also, besides her advertising the sessions that she has coming up at the different Zoom uh, channels, she posts a lot of the drawings of herself. And it's funny because, uh, of course, some of them are completely abstracted. Um, some of them are abstracted, but actually look like her, uh, which which lends itself then into uh, caricature. That's a hard word, uh, which I've never really been into. But uh, but it couldn't be. Um, I mean, not into in like trying to mimic that style. I've always, uh, you guys know from listening to the show that if there was one style that I tried to emulate when I was drawing, it was uh, Egon Chile who we've covered in this class before and probably we'll get back to at some point because I didn't get very far in his story or that book at all. Um, so just collecting the drawings of uh, the person, I think you have to be a s specific type of humble and confident to be able to look at drawings of yourself. First of all, to be um, nude in a room of strangers is one level, uh, le one level of confidence, uh, also a certain humility there's a humility in being nude in a, in a in a room full of clothed people and then on top of that to be able to remove yourself uh from the drawing and not expect it to be this uh masterpiece of uh of yourself which is is uh which is interesting right because um it takes a specific uh, type of character. Um, and, and then when you think about it that way, we really should be extremely grateful um, to ever see anybody, <laughs> to ever see anybody naked. Um, uh, because even if, even if you are not very, um, uh, what do you call it? Even if you're not a, 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 um, a, 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 uh, uh, founding pilgrim, uh, there is still something uncomfortable about being naked. I mean, just the idea of being cold, for instance, and uh, you know, not having the the your clothes clenched to the 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 cold parts of your body and keep you warm. On top of that, as we said, uh, being able to look at remove yourself from a picture of yourself uh, and be able to appreciate. The the, uh, the illustrator's interpretation of what you are, um, it's just again incredible, and and maybe it's something I didn't ask her this, but maybe it's something a skill she developed over time, um, and maybe it does come from her background in uh, traditional uh, photography. Um, so thank her again for being on the show. Also, um, right after this show, uh, we have, uh, which I mentioned in the beginning, um, Artists in Residency. And uh, Artists in Residency is a completely, sh it's a different shift, it's a different uh, value of art, it's a, not a value, a different value of colors, spectrum. It's different, by value I mean the spectrum of the conversation, it's a different uh, point on the spectrum uh, than this show. This show is you guys... 
kind of meditating, um, finding yourself, waking yourself up, distracting yourself. And uh, what comes after this this specific month is Amelia Bergmark. And uh, at first glance, it doesn't, her art doesn't really appear as traditional fine art. First of all, it's sound. Second of all, it's uh, funny and it's quirky and it's about her sense of humor. And uh, for me, uh, what makes it art is her because uh, through her art, uh, so I found her art first. Through her art, I've uh, gotten to know her as an individual and uh, her artwork is her. I don't, I don't think she intentionally does that, but the way that her characters in her uh, monologues speak. So uh, if you haven't been following, Amelia makes these uh, kind of monologues about uh, class structures in, 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 uh, in society, but, but per, through personifying uh, inanimate objects and, uh, and natural objects so, uh, or bio uh, biographical, no, biographical, uh, <laughs> uh, through, um, uh, through bees and potatoes and tea kettles, she explains, uh, what it's like to be, uh, in a, in a class society or in a society that is heavily based on, um, these class systems. Um, and, and I, and it's very done very loosely, uh, there, it's done with a wink. Uh, it's done without too much preachiness, and it's done without too much uh, information, uh, which I think is hard to do. So again, um, probably the same same thing that I like about uh, what Maria was saying is these nuanced uh, changes that um, allow you to think different. Uh, not these broad, big brushstrokes um, to use the to use the reference we always use, but uh, you know these nuanced little changes, and that's actually what these last these longer poses are for. What are the nuanced changes? You know, what are the nuanced changes in the figure? You know, we use the first part of the class to do the the big sweeping uh, gesture. I mean, that is, it's literally a gesture, like big sweeping gestures, right? But now let's like go back in and, and let's uh, define it a bit more. Let's uh, crosshatch instead of, instead of uh, dictate with a strong line. Let's, uh, let's shade. Let's not use the tip of the pencil. Let's use the side of our thumb. Uh, let's use our, our fingers to smudge that charcoal. Let's not use uh, red. Let's use like a very, very pale pink if we're, if we're using... Uh, using uh, watercolors or, or pastels, or maybe the opposite. Maybe we started with the red and now we, we excuse me, we started with the pink and now we have gotten, we, we've pushed, you know, from the center of the body to the edges. And, and now we're ready. We've, we, we, we're ready to outline, you know, it's always like uh, something satisfying about that outline. And that's why we jump to it. You know, when we draw, we, we jump to the outline. We, 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 we jump to the uh, to the contour of the body. We, we we jump to that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you have these longer poses, uh, it it becomes a bit harder. It becomes more of a brain challenge to not uh, default uh, 
to the the edges of uh, of the form, you know. Uh, spend a bit of time looking at that uh, shadow from the chin to the neck. That's a good one. If uh, depending on where your light is, that one can really be frustrating. But that one can really, um, when you get it right, it can be s satisfying in a different way. Uh, you know the 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 way because you will always unless the unless the light you've chosen is directly under uh, or facing up. Uh, which it probably isn't. It's probably facing from the side. F take this this second, if if you haven't done it already, to just uh, find that shadow uh, of the person's chin uh, onto their neck. Um, if they have facial hair, that can kind of uh, skew or abstract that shadow. It's usually not a, a fine line. You get a bit of shading. Um, uh, we're coming up on 10 seconds, and then I'll continue. 10 seconds for the halfway point. Um, so if you're not going to switch, uh, this is just a note to the model that you have 10 minutes in this pose. Hopefully you can make it. And if you are going to switch, uh, we, we've got 10 minutes to go in this class. Um, what other shadow can I think of that's quite naturally and always there? I, we all avoid it. We, we all avoid it. But uh, now's the time to do it. Take a second. In, in these last 10 minutes, get to that hand. You know, nobody's home with, no. I mean, nobody's home with you. The model is there, you're there, maybe you're the model. But nobody's around, you're not in a classroom. Look at that hand. Yeah? Look at those fingers. I know, it's intimidating. Look look at that fist. Look, where do those hands meet? Don't give them four fingers. Try to try to put the, Get, get both the uh, the middle finger and the and, and the ring finger, as we say in English. Get both of those in the picture tonight. Maybe try that. Uh, the toes, you know, don't uh, don't hide those either. The the feet. What is what is that uh, that little curve uh, between the uh, where the ankle meets the feet? You know, that's 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 a hard one. Sometimes the uh, where where the uh, where the shin bone uh, runs into the foot, sometimes that actually drops below uh, below where the, uh, the the contour of the top of the the top of the foot is. Is it doing that? Is it doing that? Is it not doing that? Is it slowly doing that? Is there is there a is there some shade there? Is it is it grayed out? Is it blurry? If it's blurry, it's okay. You just have to you have to mimic that on your piece of paper. It's harder to do, uh, granted, but that's that's what we're here to do. Um, we're here to mimic that uh, that idea, um, and and nobody's over your shoulder watching you. I don't. I'm not there with you. Uh, I can't do it better than you. I can't do it at all. That's why I'm at the radio station talking about doing it. Uh, those that. Uh, does those that talk do no? Wait, what? What? Help me out, guys. Those that uh, those that don't do talk. I feel like I just made that up. Obviously, there's just do it, but I wasn't talking about that one. I was thinking of another one. Anyway, it's probably an American expression. I don't even know if it's a if it's a if or if it's not a British one. Um, so as I go on my long monologues um, and long rants, um, 
I hope that they they add value to your practice. If they don't, that's fine too. I I do not uh, attest to be or or uh, pretend to be uh, good at uh, anything. Uh, I contest to be somebody that is learning uh, every day and uh, trying to evolve the best within the the rights or the limitations of my own being. And I hope that you guys are doing the same thing in your um, art practice as your as your home now doing it or maybe you're not home maybe you are at the summer house maybe you're at your uh, boyfriend girlfriend uh, non uh, non-binary partner's house maybe you're at grandma's maybe maybe you're outside in the forest uh i don't know where else could you be oh uh quickly um i should have mentioned this in the beginning so i mentioned this on some other episodes and 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 it wasn't true uh, but if you guys noticed, uh, especially for those of you who are here in Denmark, uh, two nights ago, it snowed um, for Denmark a lot. It snowed a lot. And there was uh, snow over the top of the buildings and on the ground. And that snow being there changed the tone of the moonlight. You couldn't see the moon. uh but it became that much uh, brighter outside, and and it it's really something to take advantage of and draw. And I and I know here in Denmark uh, there was the uh, scan painters. Uh, I know I pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry, Danes. The scan painters from uh, the northern coast of uh, Denmark who are who are well known uh, for capturing this specific light uh, on the ocean. But you guys uh, got a piece of that uh, in Copenhagen um, two nights ago. And I hope that you uh, were up to see it. I hope that you got a bit of reference for it. And I hope you, you like kind of uh, took took a mental note of it. Obviously, you, you couldn't take um, it, it. It's not something that can, again, something that technology has not given us the ability to do yet, at least on the uh, layman level level or the consumer level is to capture that as it is seen right like we have all this technology but that specific night that specific shade of blue the specific way that the snow was on the ground and reflected the moonlight uh, uh, cannot be documented however however in uh, a, a, a watercolor, in a oil pastel, in a gouache painting, even in a graphite pencil, you probably could do a good job of expressing uh, what that night was like two, day, two days ago. And that is still the beauty of uh, traditional art as as practice um and 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 i'll add one thing to that you don't have to be a master um to do that um you can you can replicate that and if it feels good to you uh if if your drawings to you feel good to you uh so be it so be it we had a guest on uh the afternoon show on a musician uh, Carolina, uh, I'm going to mess up her name, Carolina 
Lindenberg, Lindenbeck. Uh, I'm not good with the Danish names. I'm sorry, but uh, we off air and a bit on air talked about how she's she's only made a couple of songs, uh, but for herself, and they're they're really good. But that's not her goal. Uh, I mean, uh, she's making them for herself. They are for for her a piece of her diary, a piece of her process as as growing as a human being and uh good for her for uh uh that in itself uh being uh more than enough um to to uh satiate her her left side of the brain or her soul or heart if you believe in those things um good for her and that's something we all uh can learn uh that was in in music but you can also do that with uh, fine art and actually in the case of fine art i think in some ways it's uh it's easier to do because in the music industry perhaps you have more pressure that there is uh, a process by which you can be successful more readily available than in fine arts where it's it's more well known that you will not find uh, um, uh, economic success in the same way. Uh, there's not a readily available avenue to find economic success, and that's uh, well known in in the fine art community. Whereas in the music community, there is this kind of pressure that all you have to do is put your stuff on Spotify, and all it has to do is be good. And when people say don't put your stuff on Spotify, then they say like, well, what about SoundCloud? What about MixCloud? What about the next thing? What about uh, Bandcamp? And it, it goes on and on and on. But with Fine art, they do it a bit, but it's more uh, acceptable that you can just be starving. Uh, uh, not for your parents, uh, <laughs> not for your loved ones, uh, but but uh, for your peers, uh, for your closest friends, uh, it's okay. Um, so with that, we have one minute to go. I have wasted, uh, hopefully not another, uh, I, I listened to this podcast and, and at the end of the podcast, it's, it's, uh, it's about uh, two brothers that fix cars. And at the end of every show, they say, you have wasted another good hour with us uh, listening to us on blah, blah, blah station and blah, blah, blah channel. And that's in my head right now. So I keep saying, um, thank you for wasting your time with me. Uh, thank you for wasting your paint with me. Uh, hopefully it wasn't a waste of time, but hopefully it was a waste of materials onto some paper or onto a screen, if that's what you chose after Ann Marshall's um, interview. Uh, up next is Artist in Residency. Next week we will have another guest. And if you missed this episode, uh, any part of this episode or you want to share it, it will re-air on Friday this week. Uh, thank you and goodbye. Thanks for listening to this program, but don't forget to check out our other programming, including movement exercises, arts and culture, talk, and of course, music and music mixes. Until next time, this has been Epsilon Radio's Archive. Remember, we're also broadcasting every day from Epsilon Tower in Copenhagen. Till next time, see you then. Signing off. Bye.